Here we go, episode 38 of the Press Pass podcast, presented by the Press Republican, with Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTamplio, Night Editor Ben Rowe, I am Sports Editor Joey LaFranca. Joe, how are you? Joey Bats, doing good. Ben, how are you? 38 is a good number. It's a solid number. Anytime there's an even number, you always get a better vibe than an odd number. Uh. When I have my TV, like volume-wise, I can never leave the volume on an odd number. Me too. It always has to be an even number. And sometimes I get really intense and it always has to be a multiple. Like you can do, like you'd have to go like two, four, eight. I don't know. I'm kind of like that too even. I don't Joey, know. It's a superstition I thing. agree. Joey follows like exponents when he's setting his That's right. volume. That's right. I did very well in my math regions uh-huh. in high school. <laughs> but we got to do something for episode 50. Yeah? Plan something like a, no. like a musical episode or 50, something like 52 that. 52 for one year. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That is true. I think oh. we've had. I, I think that would be. Yeah, that would be one year or close to it. Yeah, because I mean, we've had, we had like, like a, a we've had a couple of weeks off, off and then different things in so between. Basically, but the summer. Yes. Yeah, it'll be a year's you worth know, of oh, podcast. You know what we should do? We should do a reaction to our very first episode where we. Oh my god! To it and be like, oh but yeah. <laughs> what was our first episode about? Was it breaking down my candy bar bracket? Yeah, that was. That might have been. I think that. I that think was that an was early the, one, definitely. Uh-huh. That, that was, was like that, the pilot. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a super early one. No, yeah, it might have been that or the frozen frown. Whatever. Uh-huh. Either either way, yeah, we've come a long way since then. Uh-huh. Yes, a long have. way. What's in the news this week? Well, uh, speaking of that, um, Ben and I were ta- and the staff were talking earlier about, did you know, and this is a real thing, Uh-oh. Saturday, May 1st, is National Naked Gardening Day. Oh, are you taking part? <laughs> well, I, I haven't decided. <laughs> we're actually, we're inviting the staff in to do some gardening around the office. and <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. We are? But <laughs> this is a real thing. Um, I sent you that press release. Yes. Right? It, it listed the top 100 cities for naked it, gardening. Is it legal? Uh, Plattsburgh is not in the top 100. <laughs> Unfortunately. Was, so Plattsburgh, get on that. <laughs> I was going to say that, that I don't know if that would go over too well in some people's eyes. Buffalo is a big city, apparently. I did some Googling, and it seems like Buffalo leads the, the nudist um, gardening in the state. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. And one, um, I, I saw a page of some tips. Um, that <laughs> some, some tips? Yep. Um, a couple, so a couple of tips. Naked gardening one. tips. For, for one thing, I said, uh, watch your, quote, parts when you're, like, cleaning over some, some sticky, pricky plants. Watch your thorns. Yep. yep. And, um, and it said also, um, use sunscreen. <laughs> sunscreen is, yeah, sunscreen would be a pretty crucial thing. I can, s- I as, can see that. As sports editor Joey could explain, is that... It's sunny out. Well, and yeah. honestly, is that it, it? You know, is that Joey has a touch of well, some some redness this week, and um, even though um, it's because I get outside and I enjoy yes. the fresh air. Well, I'm not even, cool well, up in this office all the time. Naked gardening is taking that one step further. Yes. Yeah, that's one step too far for me. But, but <laughs> maybe maybe a couple steps too far for me. Even though it is only April and it's still kind of chilly, heck, the sun is still out there. So, you know, wear a hat. Well, yeah, I think the whole premise is, you know, one with nature, natural, you know, your natural 
birthday suit, I guess. Uh, I guess. <laughs> oh, yes. And, and that, that was not to imply that Joey has been <laughs> engaging in the outdoor <laughs> naked gardening. That was just did, trying to create these theories. Though you did um, mow your lawn the other day. I did. And then I was outside What's, shooting baseball. Now, your strategy, everyone's strategy that I've heard is do it early in the morning before. Um, no, no, no. you got to do it in the afternoon once the dew goes away. Otherwise, when you mow the lawn, it's all it's all wet and it gets clogs the mower and stuff. Yeah, but then the time. I have room. never, I can honestly say, Ben, and this will probably will take a deep dive into this. I can honestly say nobody has ever told me mow the lawn early in the morning. Joe. No, he's right. Yeah. When do you mow your lawn? In the afternoon. In the, in the afternoon. afternoon. Yeah. You got to well, wait. What about like at dusk? Yeah, sometimes. Well, yeah, that's okay. Just yes. not in the morning because it's always too wet. And then you're just going to clog up your mower and you're going to get clumps all over Although the place. Although some of my neighbors do it in the morning, which is really Those annoying. people are... I'll tell you, that's true, yeah. Those people are, <laughs> those people are jerks, yeah. the people who do it early in the morning. You, you, it's nothing like, you know, you're sleeping in on a Saturday. It's like 8 or 9 and all of a sudden, oh, here we go. Mr. Jimmy's out doing... Oh, this is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But no, yeah, I mean, I was outside doing that, shot some baseball. Uh, yesterday for Plattsburgh State and uh, didn't get hit with a foul ball, so that's good. Broke out a Hawaiian shirt yesterday too. Nice. Are we wearing our Hawaiian shirts on Friday? Um, we can. Okay. Wait, why on Friday? Well, that's like you know we were casual, just uh, casual Friday uh-huh. that time. I mean, for me, every day is kind of casual, uh-huh. but you know, I think I think we can do that. And also, speaking of again, naked gardening is the fact that if you are going to partake, um, just be aware it's got to be a little chilly on Saturday, so you know. Well, we have um, the Plattsburgh Community Garden, right? Yes. So maybe we should ask them. Yes. What, what do you recommend for? Doesn't us? Jack Downs on that? He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I would love to ask Jack that. <laughs> Jack, so uh, is there going to be any nude uh, gardening on Saturday? Yes. What yes. a what a way to start off the podcast. Mm-hmm. What a way to start off the podcast. Well, like I said, it's a real thing. It is. That's crazy. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on. I saw on my on my watch today, it has like different things like to motivate you to do different workouts and whatnot. And today <laughs> is like National Dance Day, and if you do a workout for like 20 minutes while dancing, that will get you like a badge on your I, I did not take part in that today cuz I would rather just go for a walk, but also too it's like terrible outside, so High intensity aerobics. Exactly. High int- Yeah, exactly. You know what I did get though? And like I'm not doing yoga, but I got like a yoga mat type of thing yes. to do like sit-ups and different things like that so you're just not laying on the floor. Just easy things to do for home workout stuff. Yeah. And it's super comfortable. Really comfortable. Yeah. And then you just can actually like the other one, one day I just like laid on it for a little bit because it was just comfortable. After I, after I did stuff because I was exhausted. <laughs> yeah. And then you know what else you don't need clothes for? Exercising. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no restrictions. Oh, yes. Well, that's a that's a whole other thing. Okay, we can tell speaking Joe's. Of, um, speak, we, have you heard Joe's swimming? Story? Yes. Oh, yeah, I think you told it. Did you in tell public him? school in yes. the seventies? Yes. And yeah, and earlier. Yes. Which which this shook me to my core. Why don't you go? Why, I know you've told us the story, but you have not told it on the podcast. I think why, I did. I, I don't I did. think you did. Did you do it on the? No, podcast? I think he told it. I think you told meeting. it just in a briefing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, when I was in public school in Rochester, uh, growing up, we had a <laughs> swim class for gym, and the policy was they didn't they didn't want the filter being clogged up with raggedy old swimsuits. Yep. So the boys had to swim naked uh-huh. in That's, swim class. Wait, just the boys? Just the boys. 
So, uh, so the oh, I guess girl swimsuits don't. So you were very comfortable with your own body. Well, it, well no, we hated it. Uh-huh. Um, That's so weird. It, like. It, that that is is it, isn't it nowadays? Oh. You think about it. Oh my God! Nowadays, that's Colossus City. <laughs> and I remember. Uh, All right, kids, get in the pool. <laughs> they, yeah, they they had um, the school year. Like you know, you go f- you start in September, you go to Christmas, and you have Christmas break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had swim the first part of the year, and we had to go in the buff. Uh-huh. And then over Christmas break, they changed the rule where they allowed you to wear swimsuits yeah. after that. So I missed it by like oh a couple weeks. Oh my god, weeks. that's crazy! That's crazy though. I mean, it my, my god, it's kind of bizarre. I was, I, I was just thinking of this because well, I just watched the episode the other day. Have you ever seen the Seinfeld episode where Kramer goes swimming in the Hudson River? I vaguely and he like that. and he cu- like okay and he comes out and he just stinks and nobody knows why <laughs> yeah that's what that makes, that's what that makes he's like oh it's just fresh you know that's what I gotta do but yeah so well we've given our uh, scoop on gardening and workout plans and being nude I guess so there's that but we have but speaking of the Hudson River huh? <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah let's just use that as a transition New York State. It's shrinking, or, well, it's not growing. Well, yeah, a lot of people are moving out. Yes, it's not growing as much as we'd like to, I suppose. Um, Is that this week the census announcements, with our census results were announced, rather, and um, New York is going to be losing a congressional delegate. And so, yeah, as... What does that mean? Tell me, because I don't really, un- I saw that, but I didn't really understand it. So well, why don't you go ahead from, and explain from it? From my understanding, there's, what, one house of the, con- one part of Congress is house equal 50-50, and then the oh, other the, one. The Senate has, there's two senators from each state, mm-hmm. yes. 100 senators, 50 states. Hmm. The House of Representatives is 435 members based on population. Okay. Okay, so New York had... It's going from 28 to 27 or 27 to 26? I forget. I think it's 27 to 26. We had 27 members of Congress based on our population, which is up there. It's Mm -hmm. one of the higher ones. And it's also the number of electoral college votes. Mm -hmm. Um, Our population in New York didn't decrease. It actually increased, but not... At the rate, that yes, kept that's, up that's with why others. I corrected is the fact that yeah, that we're we're not shrinking, but we're not growing. Like yes, we should be. And also another part of this is it's based on who fills out the census. Yes, and only nationally, sixty-seven percent of people in each state filled out the census. Mm. New York only sixty-four percent filled it out. As, yeah, oh as, wow, as we the, were short by eighty-nine people. Mm. Um, the, uh, out of 20 million in the state, 89 pe- you couldn't get 89 people to fill out the, the yeah, census well, form? Yes. And that's going to hurt the state because you're going to lose a member of Congress and you're going to lose a portion of federal aid, which is based on your your congressional delegation as well. So it's important to fill out the census. Extremely important. <laughs> um, but, in, you know, there's a lot of criticisms that, you know, the governor and the state should have done a better job of promoting it. Um, b- instead of promoting his book mm. and his <laughs> poster and all that stuff, well, and, and it was. But in fairness, it was a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot going on. Though mm. to also be fair, filling out the census is not exactly a very crowded thing to do. <laughs> you just you it's get a your, very good social distance activity. Yes, yeah, so you go online <laughs> or or you call in or you know something like that, and you can um right. And, and you when you think it. about it, I'm like thinking back. There was I don't remember a big promotional uh, effort 
Well, uh, is that I remember commercials no. or whatever. I remember there were extensions last year, which um, is that it they did it for longer than they usually do, and so trying yes. to give people some extra weeks to do it. But again, um, you know, human beings are naturally a little. <laughs> You know, I'm slow to do stuff when we're told to. So, yeah, traditionally people don't tend to fill out. Right, and, that, and they're the first ones that complain about government. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the government. The other, the other aspect of this is that the number of seats, if it goes to 27 and 26, um, the, all the districts will have to be redistricted because you have to have a certain amount of population in each congressional district. So redraw the map. Yes, and that's where the bad word gerrymandering comes in. Mm -hmm. Everybody's concerned that the politicians will get a hold of these districts and draw them to suit their needs. However, in New York, a separate commission was approved um, in, I think it's the 2014 election, yes. uh -huh. um, where 10 supposedly neutral people will get together to do the districts but the legislature has to approve it, so uh -huh. they can well, So there's a checks change. and balances. Yeah, kind of. Uh -huh. But yes, it's it, the fact that the thing about gerrymandering that people don't like is the fact that, yeah, that if one side has a red crayon and the other side has a blue crayon, and you scribble in the big blue section or big red section, then that's, you know, not fair. <laughs> so I mean, have you seen some of these districts across the country? Yes. Oh, my the, gosh. some where it's the... They look like, like salamanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all over the place. Wow. Yes. And so, but um, as um, today was said um, by Professor Shantz over at Cindy Plattsburgh, is that traditionally the, um, what, the 21st Congressional yeah. District has been pretty rock solid when it comes to shaking the big box of redistricting. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to, to change the boundaries of this one because population is so sparse that you need to have so many counties in it to, uh, to reach your number, which I think is about 775,000. Um, so the, there's speculation early on, like, oh, for those who don't like incumbent Elise Stefanik, uh, they were speculating that, oh, maybe we could get rid of her. Um, highly unlikely. Mm -hmm. um, At the least this method. <laughs> yeah, the district won't change, and, and it's a largely, largely Republican district anyways in terms of voter registration. You would need to thread quite a needle to change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. I, I, I can't see it happening. Um, maybe some other districts downstate will, uh, will be affected, mm -hmm. but we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think they're doing that. The final version has to be approved in January of 2022. Mm -hmm. So it's it's speculative right now. But yes, and then the other thing is, yeah, is the fact that with um, federal funding that, you know, um, the money needs to go to where the people are. And if it looks like there's not as many people here, then yeah, get as much money. So. New York always wants its slice of the pie because we everybody knows how much we give the federal government. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, much, much more than most states, all uh, the other states. No good deed goes unpunished. And again, it's the fact that we were so close that, you know, 100 people filled out and yeah. we would have been in the clear. But... Um, so yeah, and what, it's at once every decade, right? Every 10 years, yeah. Yep. So people in 2030? This is my fourth census. Oh, You're old as dirt. <laughs> Gosh! <laughs> You're older than dirt. Yeah. That's not, that's not that's good. A, that's what my mom and I always do. We have a thing where we basically like count lives in the Olympics. And so she'll be like, I only have a couple more Olympics left. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, only a couple more Olympics <laughs> 
So, Spe- yeah. Speaking of Olympics, by the way, yes. not to go too off track, but that yeah. whole th- it's uh, it's uh, it's so strange. It's, I, it it does not, not feel good. like the Olympics are going to be in no. the next couple months. If they, um, if they liter- literally, I don't know if there will be Olympic the Olympics because of all these issues. But other, it also just doesn't feel like this is a year of an Olympics. No, which it uh, it shouldn't have been to begin with. Right, but. and yes, and is that there's a lot. Going on, India's having raging COVID cases. Ugh. Yeah, um, Japan's. From what I've read, their vaccination campaign is not going well. So <laughs> hardly, hardly any of yes. anybody's vaccinated. It's, it's very, it's very strange. And right. I, I just think when you you're literally bringing the world together in a sense, it it's just oh, you, we talk about the variants and all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. and then oh. You're competing against each other, close contact, that type of thing, just staying in the same areas. I mean, we've seen in past Olympics, uh, what was it? Was it, I think it was the Sochi, I think it was the Sochi Olympics. There were stories about all these athletes were getting sick and different things like, and that was not during a pandemic. So what's going to happen now? It happened in uh, Nagano in 98. Okay. Olympics as well. Yeah. Now, obviously, I think there would be, uh, because of the pandemic, there would be different health protocols in place that could maybe prevent against that. But just knowing that not in a pandemic, there can be that type of sickness that spreads. It's, that's not good. Um, no. But I, I, I do, I, I hope things work out because the Olympics are really fun. I, I enjoy watching them. I, I, I you know, it's my, the, the, the thing that I actually enjoy the most about the Summer Olympics is in, in the evening when they're swimming on. Yep. That's just very calming and relaxing. Just watching like a blue screen and different <laughs> people going and Katie Ledecky just dominating and uh-huh, different yeah. things like that. But yeah, no, I mean it that's gonna be it's gonna be strange. Well, yeah, speaking of COVID and vaccines, um in today's paper we have a story also that says <clears throat> that um as other outlets have reported, um, we're almost hitting seeming to hit a plateau of vaccinations where um, there's a lot of vaccine appointments now that are open yeah <coughs> yes and there are. so it seems as though we might be running short of the gung-ho get vaccinated crowd and kind of starting to need to talk to the more hesitant people out there and um <coughs> ironically from what was reported in today's paper and from what i've read um young people are a <laughs> yes are a particularly stubborn part of <laughs> yeah getting the jab and um so luckily you know joey and i as young people is that we've done it and kids go out there and get your shots yeah, yeah, I mean, in other states kids aren't even necessarily open to it yet and so it's um you have an opportunity here so well tucker carlson is telling people to call the police if they see oh, a child wearing we don't, a mask. we don't need to bring old mr oh, carlson in. <laughs> that's not, that's not, uh, sorry sorry that is that as um as you know as joey and i have discussed is um the fact that there are young people that are like, I'm young, I'm healthy, why do I need to get it? And, um, well, for a couple of reasons. For one thing is that you're protecting other people and for um, from spreading it and that kind of thing. And um, for the other thing is that even if you are young, it's still uh, you never know. It's still not fun. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't. And, and we still don't know what the lingering effects of COVID could be down the road. You never know what can happen. But, I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're hesitant about getting the shot, um, because of side effects or anything like that. Um, I can just say, like, was I was there a level of hesitancy in me when I got the shot? Sure, of course. But I just weighed the positive, the pros and the cons. And I just saw more pros than cons to it. And, um, and anything to get back to normalcy, it would be amazing. And 
Um, I think people are going to need incentives to uh, just in their own personal ways, not like a specific type of incentive, just something mm-hmm. in their type of lane that can help them. I mean, for example, speaking of lanes, um, a great example is Airborne Speedway will be opening up their season on Saturday. Hey. Um, and seven, there will be 750, up to 750 people allowed in the grandstands if. as long as they are they are, have completed, four, they are uh, vaccinated in 14 days after their vaccination mm-hmm. and they can show, show proof of a negative test within a 72-hour span. I mean, those are the type of incentives that, you know, there are a lot of people who probably be like, Oh, well, I don't know if I want to get the shot, but oh, I want to go to Airborne. You know, different different incentives like that. Maybe that will help the process a little bit. I know we've talked about if you get a shot, you get a Krispy Kreme donut or something like that. But yeah. I, that's what I mean. Just different things to try and incentivize getting the shot. And I think eventually people will be like, oh, I want to do this. Well, I have to get a shot now to be able to do it. That type of thing. I think that's what's really important. Well, you would think that the, the only incentive people would need is that they don't kill grandma. It's true, but uh, as we've learned yeah. over this past year, that's yeah. not always people's. But yeah, Joey's right. Everyone has their price. And, yeah. you know, if your price is going airborne, then there you go. Get a poutine, and Joe. <laughs> yep. Big pretzel. I'm trying to think and, of other things. Fried dough. And, they have fried dough there. Yeah, they do. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, hey, if you could get fried dough from your vaccination site, then that'd be awesome. I think that's <laughs> worth it. That's You might be onto something there. I think that would help, too, with the side effects. Get something nice and starchy yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You never, it's, you never, like, it's like when you go to give blood and they give you a cookie and some orange juice. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, here's your COVID shot, and here's your complimentary fried dough. <laughs> I think that would be great. That's a good idea, yeah. yeah. I, think it, I think it really would be. And one of my prices was um, getting to go to the movies, which I did last weekend. Yeah, well, I I'm glad you brought that up. I almost forgot to ask you how, because how, I haven't actually talked to you about that since. Uh, since oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, since, since Joey since texted told me, me and about said, it. Let but, me know. And then, hey. yeah. How, but, how um, was it? No, it was good. And um, well, what movie did you see? I saw Demon Slayer Mugen Train, which actually, I don't know what that is. Last Friday, <laughs> for like a couple hours, was the number one movie in the country, which oh, I mean, wow. heck, you know, it's a weird COVID thing. There was like, two other movies in the list <laughs> still it counts and yeah. um but no the movie was awesome number one and number two um yeah is that as actually i have a column coming out um probably by the end of the week sometime um about my experience and basically is that number one it still feels weird just being among people indoors <laughs> sure. just in general has always got to feel a little odd but is that for the most part again um all these safety regulations that we used to in place um big drugs of hand sanitizer everyone that i saw was very well masked and um is that um and then the biggest thing was the fact that i read online a bit um the experts do encourage and a lot of experts say yeah go to the movies it's fine um but they did give some tips that for one thing um if the movie theater is smaller which i've been to some they're pretty cramped like the ceiling's low the screen um there's some of a remote that are pretty tiny, and that's one thing. But the Cumberland, you know, the, the, the theaters are huge. Like, the ceilings are way up above, and so that's one encouraging thing. And then the other thing is the fact that they do um, assign seats at the theater and um, is that they make sure to space people out between rows, between um, yeah. and the individual rows. Not to cut you off, but what was the atmosphere like once you actually were in, like in the, in the, yes. in the, you know, watching the movie? Yes, is the fact that it was um, 
the spacing did seem comfortable, and um, but then as I also told Joe, is the fact that when you're in a movie theater, even in non-COVID times, who wants to sit if you have the option? Who wants to sit by someone like? Yeah, <laughs> unless you're want... unless you're literally going with them to the yes, movie or something. Yes, but if, yeah. if you're if you or you and your friends are there, who is just gonna go and all right? Oh, oh here's some guy. Let me just plop down. Oh hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that you're naturally you're gonna want to find your own little space in like the theater. Airplane. It's like when you're in a it's like when you're in a parking lot and there's like a bunch of open spaces and then there's just that jerk that parks right next, next to you yes. for <laughs> no for no reason. That's yes. it. It just doesn't make any sense it's like if you're going to the bathroom and there's a urinal and yes there's five other empty urinals <laughs> the men can just relate to right up next to you it's like the loser goes right up next to you like there's no reason for that whatsoever yes and so with that in mind and with the um the capacity limitations um no it felt good and the best thing that i can say if you talk about incentives is that um Again, as we were talking about this week, I think the last uh, movie that I saw was the Star Wars movie back at the start of last year. And since then, no movies for me as, you know, it didn't seem like the safest of environments. But to get in there, to have the lights go down, to forget about things for a while, that was what the, <laughs> the price of admission Yeah, I'll that. bet it was. <laughs> now, did they have full concessions? Um, yes, yep. Did you get any food? I did not get any food. Um, did, were you, did you just not want to get any, or did you not feel comfortable getting food um, at, at this point? At this point, it felt a little weird. <laughs> yeah. eating. No, that's under, I was thinking mm-hmm. about that. Like, maybe down the road, mm-hmm. get something, but just off the bat. It's almost like easing into something. Like, let me yes. just go watch a movie first. Maybe well, then next time I'll get food. Are you required to have your mask on while you're watching the movie? You are not required. Once you're in your seat, you can take your mask off. Okay. And, oh, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. And um, Which, again, is the fact that as I wrote in my column is that if you are two things one um, as with everything COVID related it's totally up to you everyone has their levels of risk you know some people are yeah if you put super, yourself in that environment yes. yeah but if you're the kind of person who goes out to eat nowadays at restaurants you're you should be totally fine in the mindset of going to the movie theater is it's essentially kind of the same space and that kind of thing and Heck, for some people, you're in a restaurant nearly as long as you are a movie theater. So it's like, again, um, if that's my biggest thing is that if you do other public activities, I think you should be fine to go to the movie theater. So, um, as in terms of comfort, and um, what were you talking about um, with concessions? Oh yeah, is that like like you were saying, Joey? At this point, I wasn't really comfortable with food. Yeah. If you know Joe Schmo up two rows from me is, then that's up to him. So yeah. No, and we talked about that. I thought this was funny. So you say you actually like to sit closer to the screen, more mm-hmm. more on the lower level. I I prefer to sit like a little bit farther up, so I don't have to strain my neck as much. Joe, what I, I we haven't asked you what 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 is your take? What do you prefer? Um, not too close, but in the middle middle. Yeah, seat. yeah. I don't like to sit in the front row or like close to the front and go and just look up like crazy. It strains your neck. Yes. I don't want to do that. I want to be comfortable. I'm, but gonna, but you're gonna, really you just want to feel up close to the action. Yes, I'm gonna do a call out here of reporter Kara Chapman. Yeah. Uh, when I go to the movies with Kara and her boyfriend Justin, they actually like go all the way to the back. Like all you climb up all the stairs to the last row in the back. And I'm like, the movie screen looks like a TV from up here. <laughs> what are we doing? Okay, back so here? I can I can understand. Yeah, that's that. a bit much. Yeah. I don't mind that though. Like I, I cause interesting. The one thing about movie theaters, I don't like people being behind me. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I like to, you're always I like taking to, the chance. I like to be able to serve. I'm not saying like something drastic is going to happen mm-hmm. or anything. I'm like that with anything. I don't like people behind me. Oh, like, no. Well, my I, thing is the fact that then you're hitting the head with milk duds. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then you have the all the different people you see in the theater. You might end up with the talker where it's yes. like the movies. Oh, hey, look at this. Oh, look. Wow. Oh, the guy do the hours. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not, that's not great. Yes. But no, I'm glad you had a good experience. Yes, yeah. And like I said, is, um, the, with the, you talk about incentives. Um, now that people are getting vaccinated, it's time to go back to the movies. And speaking of getting back to some normalcy, um, continuing to get it back to normalcy, I, I have now covered my first two football high school football games of the year. Yeah. The Monday night football game between Plattsburgh High and Peru was tremendous. Now remind me what the audience um, rules are again. So it's two spectators per athlete. So, so each so each there, there's a good yeah there's a good amount there. It was the one thing that I was really impressed with was for the limited amount of people there it was still very loud like mm-hmm. you know it, and it was intense you know Plattsburgh won 33 to 28 on Monday night they were ahead by almost 20 points Peru came back took a 28 27 lead and then PHS came back down the field and scored and then that was it for that but Monday night football under the lights it was funny because it's a neutral site at Beekman Town because of. Uh, Plattsburgh High is still having their turf set for their field, so they couldn't play there. But Peru and PHS, good old rivalry, and they ended up, uh, uh, PHS ended up winning. But, yeah, it was a good atmosphere. And as Ryan O'Connell, the Peru coach, said, he's like, he could only imagine what the atmosphere would have been like if it was just like anybody could have gone to the game. It would have mm-hmm. been that you couldn't have found a spot to sit in the bleachers or and there would have been people lining the fences and everything. It was a great atmosphere, and I, I really enjoyed it. And, uh just I was right along the Peru sidelines at one point a kid like there was a moment where <laughs> there was a I told Ben this I haven't told you Joe there was a moment where uh, Peru had a big play and some kid was like super pumped he's like yo chest bump me and I was like no man and I was like good job like, <laughs> so I thought that was I thought that was pretty funny but I mean you can tell the kids are super excited they're into it they're invested the coaching the, all the coaches are invested and um, it's just good to see those kids back out there competing and you know, we'll get into the spring season next week um, for high school stuff. But football uh, being back in April, uh, it was April 26th when that game was played, and it could have been uh, November 26th. That's what it kind of felt like temperature-wise, but yeah. a lot of fun. And it was under the super moon. That's right. Or whatever it's they true. call that. Is that what it's yeah, called? The, 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 pink, the moon? pink moon, yes. Yeah. So it wasn't very pink. <laughs> no, it was just very For good. a short time it was. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Like is that that has, that must be like earlier in the it night was, though, right? When there's still kind of like some blue sky going on too. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, that, that makes sense. So here's a here's a topic. Yeah. Sports crowds, ranking them. Now as a non-sports person, but someone who has gone to photograph sports before, mm-hmm. lower tier soccer. In my experience, you know, excited but fairly tame. Mm-hmm. Baseball a bit more excited. Um, then football is a high tier one. I've had some very excited, but then basketball. Basketball it seems like the right kind of bas- basketball's above football. Basketball, games, I think, is the loudest it because be. it's usually yeah. in the smallest type of uh, 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 space, so there's nowhere for the noise to That's go. But true. you're packing a lot of people in the gym. Mm-hmm. In football, and also in football, there's not technically speaking like actually that much action. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of stop and starts, and there's mm-hmm. only actually a small. What are you? What is it? The what what is the saying? You know, the seven best minutes of sports or something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that, because that's usually how long a football game to you know actual gameplay. Whereas yes, yeah, so with basketball, um, the back and forth and the oh, it's oh, crazy. Oh, oh. And, and depending <laughs> on the setting, hockey can be like that. Yes, too. I was gonna say hockey that, yes. can be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and you pack a hockey arena, and there's like some commotion going on. Oh, I mean, Joe, that's that's got to be your your go to. Yeah, hockey's very exciting. Uh, Plattsburgh State Fieldhouse when that's mm-hmm. packed. Plattsburgh State Oswego, mm-hmm. that type of atmosphere. Oh, that's amazing. My best, my favorite moment of any type of hockey game that I have physically been at was actually at Herb Brooks Arena when Plattsburgh State was playing Elmira in the Final Four. I think in two thousand nine, that place was rocking. It was it was awesome. Um, and there was that, and then obviously some Plattsburgh State Oswego games because yeah. you got the tennis balls flying onto the ice no and stuff question. like that. Uh, another sport that has really loud um, uh, fan sections, and you probably wouldn't know it, is if you ever go to a swim meet. Yeah, uh, I bet in the natatorium because it's it's very small and close, yes. and the sound just seems to echo. Mm-hmm. And when it's a close race, everybody's screaming their lungs out. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's that's true. I th- I think that's I think that's actually that's a good call by you. I didn't even think about yeah. that. I will um, say though that football fans, from my memory, they and I was kind of surprised by this. They like to dance more than most fans. Is that when oh, you do they're song, very rowdy. <laughs> yeah, very very Which very. I can rowdy. appreciate that. And, I um, I think basketball has the leg up because it's usually the smallest setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because a hockey rink you have to have a certain size. Yeah. For basketball, it can be a little bit more condensed. Now, if I had to guess, Joey, was um, the game for, what's his name, that player, high school player that played um, over Joe at the... Girard. Joe Girard. Yes. So you said that was... No, that, I, I'm going to ask, what's, what's like the loudest... That was probably audience. that was probably it. That was pro- <laughs> So for me, uh, covering different things, that was it because... When PHS actually went on a run early on in that game, mm-hmm. and I was sitting down on the court, like right courtside, and I could feel like the ground and like my feet vibrating from all the noise. It was crazy because everybody was actually shocked that PHS was winning at one point. Um, playing wise, one of my craziest memories was actually um, when I was a junior. Um, my high school, we went down and played Mechanicville out of Section Two at Stillwater High School. And that place was bumping. Um, that was very loud. It was not a big gym, so there wasn't a lot of space for the noise to go. And there, you couldn't you couldn't fit anybody in there. Um, we had a Spanish transfer that year. His name was Carlos Alvarez, and uh, he walked into the gym and he looks at our coach and he goes, "Many people." And he was very nervous. <laughs> it was uh, well, it was not good for him. Did Willsboro have one of those famous gyms? Um, the, the crack, like oh, a cracker box? Oh, well, it's that we used to have the pit. Yes. The yes. I ran yes. a flashback photo of yes. that. Yes. yes. Early on. Was, yeah, pretty famous for, yeah, having, um, having, because it had the, um, whatchamacallit, the balcony. Yes. But then it was a relatively small space, so even when you were up there, it felt like you were, like, right next right to the Right on action. top of it. Yeah. Um, and then the one that we have now is much taller, but it also has the cool, which I've always appreciated, is that. You figure, go from an old 1950s, or however old the pit was, <laughs> go to one of those gyms, to a new gym, and then the gym teacher takes out, like, this remote. 
and presses a button. And then no other schools have this, but and then suddenly this giant wall comes out in the, the middle of the gym yeah. and separates it. And everyone that year in like fifth grade is like, whoa, <laughs> there's a giant wall in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just shocked. Yeah. No, I think that would be a cool atmosphere. I mean, we kind of have some gyms that are kind of like that still, but not where people are literally overhanging, you know, like at Saranac. Or yeah. Beekman Town, mm-hmm. people can track. kind of yeah. be hanging over the railing mm-hmm. area, but not not to the extent of like no, what the that to, to the extent of yeah. it's so close that it feels dangerous. <laughs> yeah, or like the Cracker Box gyms, and if people don't know what that means, like the gyms that the old school gyms that also had like a stage. Um, yes, which the pit had a stage. I did. Yes. Okay, so it was a Cracker Box then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, those those type of gyms are always crazy. St. Mm-hmm. John's was like that. You, but it was yeah. kind of bigger still, though, so you didn't get that whole yeah. atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of – what's the – I'm trying to think. What's the smallest, like, basketball court type of setting that you – like a normal basketball court, but, like, the smallest actual kind of, like, gym space that you can think of, Joe? Danmore Elementary School had one. Okay. Um, Assumption of Mary in Redford Okay, had small, small gyms. Yeah. Um, That'd be kind of weird. <laughs> that were used. Yeah. Um, trying to think of where else around here. One of the smaller ones that I can that I can think oh, of. The Orsonville gym is small. Too. Yeah, more for for section seven. The court is obviously regular size, but the gym there's not a lot of space to sit and whatnot. Mariah is pretty small. I don't know if you've ever been in that gym before, mm-hmm. um, but that's it's, really. Yes. It's kind of a more modern building. It is, but like the thing is when you're playing there the the fans are kind of like right on top of you. It's a great atmosphere. It's really fun, but there's it, yeah, it's not like you kind of you kind of feel like everybody's like right on the same location type of thing. I I guess that's kind of how I would describe it. Um but yeah, otherwise that's that's what I can kind of think of. One of the smallest gyms I remember ever playing in is actually when uh, uh, when I was pl- yeah, we went down and played Minerva Newcomb. Yep, that gym was small. It was funny because we were used to playing on a, a big size court, and Minerva would have the small court, so we were like in a lot better shape. So we would be, just be going up and down. Our guys would be doing <laughs> jumping jacks at the other end, ready for the ball, and the other team would still be running back. What's Shazie's gym like? Ah, uh, that's it's decent size. It's not too too big, but I wouldn't call it too too small. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. But ba- getting back to your original yes, point, then basketball is super uh-huh. super uh, fun when it comes to the energy. Memorial Hall is a great example. Uh-huh. Not a big, not a big actual setting. Nowhere for the noise to go. But when you pack people in there, that's a great atmosphere. Yeah. And I hope we can get back to that soon. So if that's an incentive for somebody, get your COVID shot. So we can have those crazy environments again. But also, yes, you can't beat the old-fashioned photos of the old gyms where, again, like there were about 30 OSHA violations in terms of like spacing and you had like oh, God, 300 yeah. people packed in there. You know, Capacity like, 200. <laughs> How many are in here? Oh, I don't know, 550. <laughs> you know, uh, just got to make it work. But yeah. I enjoyed this. This was fun. I didn't Absolutely. know we were going to be talking about this stuff. Is there anything else we need to add on before we wrap things up? I have my ter- first two ice cream cones of the season. Did you? Ooh. Where'd you go? Uh, one at Harrigan's and one at Iceberg Creamer. What flavors? Um, I had, what did I get? At Harrigan's, I got a vanilla Dole Whip. What is Dole Whip? It's, okay, it's like is it a, it, this diet. is like a trendy thing. It's like light. 
Later ice cream. Oh, okay. Joey, you gotta say it right. Whip. Cool whip. <laughs> Joe doesn't even know what that I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I had a twist, chocolate vanilla twist at iceberg Ooh. cream. If you get ice cream, Joe, just get ice cream. Don't no. get the Dole Whip. Um, just go. Just go. Have fun. I usually treat do, yourself. I usually do, but uh, the Dole Whip at Harrigan's, I'm used to. So oh, okay, I, I don't mind. You got to get Joe some bubble tea. I get it. I get it <laughs> in a waffle cone with nuts. That's good. So, That's good stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you this: you get a little like chopped nuts on top of like an ice cream or something. Very underrated. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. underrated. Mm-hmm. So, ice, cream, ice cream toppings bracket. Make it happen. Yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good idea, actually. You know what I always had a craving for? You know, like, you can just buy them in the store. The cone where it has, like, the chocolate covering yes. and then the nuts that are, mm-hmm. like, stick to it. Yeah, oh, kind of drumstick. Oh, yeah, the drumstick. Thank you. Nutty yes. buddy. Oh, those are good. Um, those are good. Dole Whip, Ben Roll, I'll uh-huh. have you know. I think, I think if you're gluten-free, you need to be gluten-free. I think that works for uh, I will say, Dole Whips, I, I got to say, sounds pretty hipster, Joe. <laughs> well, town supervisor, Plattsburgh Town Supervisor Michael Cashman loves his Dole Whip. And he said when he's all done his political career and supervisor career, he hopes that they name a Dole Whip flavor after him. The, the, the Michael Cashman. The, ca- the, cash, <laughs> the Cashman. There's a, curb your, there's a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where Larry David is like at this sandwich shop and there's all these like famous actors or famous people who have a sandwich named after them. Mm-hmm. And... Some guy, the owner of the shop, makes this sandwich for Larry David. They they call it the Larry David, and it's a terrible sandwich. It's Mm -hmm. got, like, fish and (laughs) all this terrible stuff. And then Ted Danson, who is one of the, uh, you know, kind of guys who makes cameos on that show, he has, like, this great sandwich. (laughs) And Larry ends up doing something in the show, and he's like, He's in the the old the store owner goes oh what can I do for you Larry and he goes give me I want to be the Ted Danson sandwich <laughs> <laughs> so that's what he ends up being but yeah I mean any type of fish sandwich oh, now I will say one North Country story to wrap it up is the fact that I went to Clarence Carl's um, about two weekends ago what did mm. you get and I got the classic with onions oh and yeah is the fact that I hadn't had a Michigan like a genuine Michigan probably since college. I remember like my sophomore year of college, something like that, going to, um, I don't remember where it was, but um, I think Michigan's Plus. Anyway, is um, so I hadn't had it for like almost a decade now, and I got it, and it was very nice, you know, not long of a wait, um, nice summer, uh, spring day. But then when I, I got that with, um, I wanted to get onion rings there out of that, so I got sweet potato fries and a can of Mountain Dew, so a classic little lunch. And then I bid into the Michigan from Claire and Carl's, the iconic yep. location. And it's like, whoa, this is why these are good. <laughs> it was really good. You have to, <laughs> you can't yeah. go wrong. No, you can't. No, you no, can't. So I'm like, that's a North Country in a, in a bite. It was tasty. It was tasty. My one food thing that I'll bring up on the pod since we're bringing up food things. I don't know what it is, but if pizza places do it right. I went to Giuseppe's the other day. It was on Monday. It was my busy day where I covered Plattsburgh women's lacrosse and then uh, football that night. So in between, I said, ah, oh, we're going to have a cheat day. So I got 10 chicken wings and two slices of pizza. Mm. And the display pizza that they take back out and they put in the, uh, the oven again, mm-hmm. they take it mm-hmm. back out, that is just hits different sometimes. That is good. If, so, they, if it does it right, if they do it right. 
So it's the yeah, it's the rebaked basically. It's re it's yeah, it's rebaked. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like fresh, but it's it's different, but oh, yeah. it's good. Mm. It's it's yeah. very good. And yeah. there's something about seeing your pizza before you get it where it's like, ooh yeah, that's gotta be good. Yeah, it's like ooh, give me that. <laughs> and speaking of Plattsburgh Women's Across, by the way, a little tease for a future episode. Not sure exactly when this will be, but I have talked with Plattsburgh State women's lacrosse coach ooh. Julie Decker. She has agreed to come on the podcast. Oh, good. So, I will, so I will be having a little uh-huh. chat with Julie at some point. We will be talking about how her season went. For people who don't know, their season was chaos. Uh-huh. So to listen to her describe what's going on, a lot of people can probably be like, well, that's what sports is like during COVID-19 era. Uh-huh. Um, so stay tuned for that. That might, you know, might be as soon as next week. It might be coming up soon, but... Um, she was very excited to come on. She was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, she just has a very bubbly personality, too, so it'll be fun for her to come on. We would love to have her on. Yes. So otherwise, though, are we good? I believe we are. Okay. So did you have something, Ben? Nope. Oh, okay. I, you were, I, thought you were, I thought you were pointing. <laughs> nope. Um, but, so you can listen to this podcast on PressRepublican.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. And I'm also actually going to try and put the podcast on Anchor. Um, I've been looking into that because that can get us to a bunch of other places, too, that people might not be able to find us on. The more the merrier. Um, So that'll be good. So we'll work on that. But for now, we will say goodbye. And to say goodbye, Joe will sign us off. Thanks, everyone, for listening again. We appreciate your support, and we wish everybody a little weak side help.